Hello, everybody. It's me, Kendo. Uh, I know I don't usually talk at the beginning of these episodes, but I have some very important information for all of you. If you haven't already been following us on Twitter, which uh, you should be, uh, you probably don't know that this is the semi-finale of season one of Tales Yet Told. Yes, that's right, folks. Things are going down and in these next two episodes. Uh... The last episode of Strangers in the Woods, season one, will be episode 29, which comes out next week, May 25th. After that point, we will be going on hiatus uh, for the entirety of the month of June. So you won't be seeing another full episode from us until the first Wednesday of July, which is July 6th. Now, when we come back, there's also going to be some big changes. We are moving from our weekly updating posting schedule to doing a bi-weekly updating posting schedule. So we will be posting every other Wednesday rather than every Wednesday. Um, and a lot of this just comes down to, you know, productions are hard and we are all very busy people with lives outside of this podcast. And so it's going to make this a lot easier for editing and for recording episodes and all of that jazz. So I, I don't want to bore you with all those details, but that is what is happening. And not only that, once we come back, we're going to be playing a few other games before we get back to season two of Strangers in the Woods. Uh, we just kind of want to play around in different worlds and different stories for a bit. Take a break from this very emotionally taxing game and, you know, have some fun before we get right back into it. Now, that's not to say the games that we're going to be playing are going to be completely divorced from Strangers in the Woods. Perhaps we'll be doing a little bit more world building or exploring. Or maybe we'll even be laying the foundations for later main season games. So, I mean, you're going to, you're not going to want to miss that, uh, is, is what I'm saying. So, um, really just want to thank you all for all of your support. This has been an absolutely wild ride from beginning to now. And we are hoping that the changes that we're making are really going to help alleviate some of the stress that making this podcast has, you know, kind of been putting on us and make it so that our quality only goes up from here on out for you. Wonderful, wonderful listeners. Now I've talked your heads off enough. Chances are you probably skipped over this anyway. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Um, so let's just get right into the episode. Okay. Strangers in the Wood is an actual play series drawing elements from gothic fairy tales an 80s fantasy and sci-fi action and horror films. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description.
Dorothy. I know you're there. Come on. There's um, still so much time left in your rehabilitation. And we can go through it together. You, 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 you have no idea what's right or wrong. You do what you're told. And that's what's right. You just believe that that's right. You don't, you don't think twice. You don't what get do to be know? the only authority on what's right and wrong. I'm done having this conversation with you, children. It is time for you to be disciplined. And she snaps her fingers, and the two of you begin to sink. I desire the health and well-being of all those who live in this land. You have the a power people. to heal these people, and 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 you're holding them prisoner. You know, you're you're giving conditions. Well, that's that means that the healing isn't your agenda. I must do as all other sources must do: exist to provide power. Sources, huh? Yes, I see. Every harbinger has a source. How would one get in contact with the creator? Are you not in contact with the creator? I, I think that sort of catches Walter off guard. As I'm reading through your code, it would make sense that you would be in contact with the creator. They have embedded you with a very interesting piece of coding. Ah, this will explain why you have not fully undergone your transformation, or at least why it seems to have halted at a very crucial juncture. And as you're like, kind of like, whoa, okay, that's weird. The ceiling above Sister May begins to liquefy and Walter, you fall down from the ceiling right onto the head of Sister May. Dakota sees this, he's like, Walter! And then uh, sets like, kind of has like, says something with Brittany um, and leaves the break sword in the wall and, and sprints at Sister May and just hauls a punch into her stomach. And then she uses her weight to kind of force you to move alongside her. And the two, the three of you go crashing through one of the stained glass windows that have appeared on the wall and go flying through it. And you find yourselves falling into a large swimming pool. I think you're seeing Brittany turn, taking Aaron with her, starting to move to run down the hall. Like back out of the way that they had originally came. Where are you going? She does not answer you. Wait up, I, I run after her. Okay, awesome. Uh, you are like trying to run after her. Uh, you are faster than you normally are. Uh, but yeah, you can see that she's uh, just kind of going. And she's like, Dorothy, turn around. I don't want to hurt you. What are you doing? Are you going to hurt Aaron? Dorothy, go. This is your last warning. She says that she's just booking it down the hallway with, I mean, with Aaron. Is Aaron still unconscious? Aaron is like conscious, but like still like not really in a state to do much. Like they're still kind of like fuzzy, blurry, like have just kind of are really getting a sense of what's going on. You can hear them like moaning and like kind of maybe trying to struggle, but there isn't much that they can do at this point. I'm going to jump into the wheelchair, like on, on top of like Aaron so that I'm there. Uh-huh. Um, is there a break 
on this wheelchair that I can engage? Like, you yeah, know, that locks sure. the wheels? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. All right. Sounds like you're trying to cause mischief. I am. All right. Uh, you work. You come up with a scheme. This could be a trap, deception, or another trick. Describe your plan. Roll plus noodle. That is a 10. All right. And a 10 plus your plan will work and does one harm. Uh, you describe what this looks like. Um, so she's like not not listening to me. I'm worried about what's going to happen to Aaron and why she's running away from all of us with Aaron back towards like the inside of the church. And so I'm I book it to like get in front of her and realize having this conversation that she's not going to stop. And I just jump up onto the wheelchair. I, I yell at her to stop again. And then I pull that little brake on the side to lock the the wheels of the wheelchair and i imagine mm -hmm. like she's pushing it so quickly that she just basically like runs into like the back of the handles or something like just kind of go into her stomach yeah no for sure that's 100 percent that happened <laughs> that's 100 percent what happens and yeah uh, she like runs into the back and it's like a gut punch she's like oh, ah, fuck Dorothy and uh, she tries to grab at you but then Aaron very quickly like uh, moves like uh, I'm imagining this being an electric wheelchair their hand flipper kind of moves to uh, the knob which quickly like backing up and like turning around which kind of knocks uh, Brittany uh, off of her balance and like into the wall and uh, moving down the and like starts like racing down the other end of the hallway with you in their lap where are we going I don't know yet <laughs> away from here okay awesome and then we're cutting back to the uh, all of you in the pool uh walter you've just been dunked uh into this pool same with you dakota what are the yeah. two of you doing um i think dakota falls in and that feeling of weightlessness is you know i think we've all know that feeling where it's just you're floating and he slowly opens his eyes to like understand what's going on and like takes a few moments to really understand like where he is and what this is and what is happening and tries to look up and sees the surface so far away and starts clawing at the water, not in any sort of effective way, but just trying to like move, trying to move and not knowing how and starts to like panic because uh, he's only going deeper, isn't able to like really propel himself anywhere, and he starts to panic, and you hear a, <laughs> and he's yelling in the in the water, trying to just say anything to get anyone to to help. Awesome, Walter. Walt Walter's just uh, getting getting wet. Getting wet. Are you still holding on? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, I think she's like still trying to claw you off uh, <laughs> even more. Uh, let's do another brace yourself. Roll. Yeah, okay. Uh, ooh, that one's not gonna be as good. That's gonna be a four. Oof, that's a failure. Uh, take one uh, XP. She like grips at your like torso hard, and you take one damage just from the, or you take one harm just from like the crushing like feeling of like having your torso like clenched uh, yeah. like a baseball bat or a baseball yeah. uh, and she like rips you off of her and it almost it, al it like it takes your breath away and now you're like underwater like without like 
having like all the wind knocked out of you and she kind of she can't really toss you very far because you know underwater uh but she does like toss you like away from her uh, and you can see in the water she kind of moves her arms like flowing uh in a way to like push herself away from the two of you and you can tell that like the way her robes move in this water begin to like flow and morph in a way and you can tell that they begin taking on like a new shape almost like feather like and you see like claws beginning to like grow out from her feet as she begins to like morph into a weird large owl like creature but this it's not like just like purely an owl the feathers are patchy there is like skin underneath the portions that aren't fully feathered that are like scaled and the weird kind of golden like scales that uh she already kind of had as a person who was turning into and so it's like this weird mixture between like snakes it's like a snake scaled owl um which is kind of badass um it's kind of cool uh and you can tell she's like morphing in this way and is like preparing to like move full force like clawing at you soon um but you also see uh dakota is also not having a great time as well um for dakota i might have you make a skidoo roll to get yourself from out from under the water um um Dakota can't swim. All right. Um, then, <laughs> oh, God. So are you saying that you don't want to do the skidoo roll and just have it be... Because we could do a skidoo with disadvantage, if you would like. Um, or do you mm, think that it's impossible for him to be able to get out of this by himself? I, I don't think he can. I, I genuinely... I, Dakota just can't swim. Okay. Understood. Uh, I think that, that encompassed with the panic of being in the situation probably doesn't make it any better. Okay. Fair enough. Like, you know, you know that feeling, I guess, like, of, like, like seeing someone who can't swim where they're just clawing at the water without knowing how to propel themselves? Okay. Then I want to say that as you are underneath the water, like, kind of gasping for breath, panicking to get out, you are going to take one harm. Okay. Awesome. Did I, t- did I take a harm for the window? Oh, yes. Also, yeah, you would have taken a harm from the window. That's my bad. Man, Walter, Walter wants to help Dakota, but he doesn't know. Okay, actually, mm, all right. Okay, this is a little weird, but I think I could make this work. Walter, Walter's gonna like swim down to Dakota and like right in front of his face, like start like making uh, like swimming motions like a human would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just like like nodding, signaling like do this. Uh huh. Does he get the message? Dakota, like, as Dakota's eyes are like massive and reddened with, I'm assuming, chlorine, and it is shaking, um, and and starts and kind of like tries to like give like a half nod, um, and starts like clawing but with cupped hands, and I can, I, I think we have to do a, a skidoo roll with disadvantage here. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a skidoo roll with disadvantage. Clawing with cupped hands is basically what swimming is. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, Hilda, you want to roll again, or do you want me to do my right. dice? I got it. I can do it. I, I've, I've been rolling okay for you. Do you have any blue <laughs> dice? Blue dice? I've got green. Close enough. We'll go with that. 
Are you changing the color of dice based on what's going on? Yeah, exactly. The red is for angry. Angie. Angie. Angie Dakota. (laughs) Alright, this is the green chlorine. Alright, that is a seven. Was that the lowest? Oh, yeah, I need to roll a third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, sorry. Uh, So I take the two lowest ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah, six. Plus? It's a nine. Hey, look at that, a nine. Alright, cool. <laughs> okay. On a skidoo, you escape but create a complication. You leave something behind, take something with you, create checks, etc. I know exactly what this is. You begin to cup uh, your hands. You're actually starting to swim a little bit. It's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not graceful, but you're able to finally breach to the top of the water. And Walter, you are like watching him as he's going up, finally getting your thing. You're like, okay, cool. And as that happens, you feel yourself being gripped again by taloned claws and then you move like a bullet through the water up and out in sister may as the scaled owl um i'm imagining it like the uh, the feathers of the owl being like white as snow and like the the golden scales kind of like peek uh, peering through the patches uh but her eyes are black as coal and the two of you go flying out of the water uh and into the sky and you can hear her like fiercely screeching I have a question. Yes. Does she have the neck of a snake? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, no, super long <laughs> neck of a snake with the head of an owl at the end of it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's super oh, no, good. No. Thank I you, thank it. you, Marcy. That's really good and really bad. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the two of you go, uh, she is like, I guess it's not like quite like an owl screech. It's somewhere in the middle of like a snake hiss and a screech. Um, It's a terrifying, hideous, ugly sound that echoes through uh, this weird space. And Dakota, as you are breaching uh, the water and you are like trying to get your bearings um all you can hear is the sound of like the chatter of people um and as you're like like finally able to like kind of getting like the chlorine out of your eyes and you're like trying to peer through like the blinding light that's around you you start to see the forms of other people in the pool and like outside of the pool all of them looking at you and chattering and whispering amongst themselves their words not really able to be distinguished but 100 certain whatever it is that they're talking about is about you dakota like breaches the water and is <laughs> help help <laughs> You call out for that, and all you hear is the laughing and chattering of all these people who are staring at you, watching you struggle and not being able to swim. Walter, uh, you are... The two of you go flying back through the space where the window is. As you're kind of, like, looking, there's just, like, a hole in the sky of broken glass um, that the two of you flew through. Sister May is taking you out and is, like, trying to, like, take you out uh, through it. Uh, yeah, Walter just says, uh, just like kind of, kind of calling out, just says, Hey, Sister May, let's talk a minute. (laughs) 
are you trying to do a move here? I'm not quite sure. Um, not yet. I don't think. Like, okay. Okay. Cool. I'm just. I'm just trying to make sure. I wasn't sure yeah. what move that would be if you were, but I was just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. No. He he adds. Uh, he adds on to it. I bet you'd like to know why your little floor sinking trick didn't work. She kind of stops flying at the speed that she was flying at before. Um, and the kind of just goes into this like hover, just flapping her wings, uh, keeping the two of you aloft in the air. Um, not quite at the window, but relatively near it, but far above the swimming pool below. And her snake neck cranes down and looks at you with a hiss. What have you done? And we're going to cut very quick to Dorothy. You and Aaron have made it uh, back to the stairwell. uh, And you can see like the window that the three of them had fallen out before still there. um, And the stairway going up and the stairway going uh, further down. And uh, once Aaron gets there, uh, you see that they kind of look back and forth between uh, the two. And it looks like they're about to make the decision to go down the stairs. Do you do anything? Um, <laughs> they're trying to go down the stairs in the the wheelchair. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't do anything to stop them, but I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are we doing? Trust me. And uh, their flipper—not quite a flipper because it's still, you know, a hand, but it's got the webbing in between, and like most of the fingers have uh, mm-hmm. like started like coming together, but um. Like one of them like kind of stretches out and begins to press a button on the side. And this isn't, you know, like an attack or whatever, but like, could I mm-hmm. brace myself? Is there like any incoming harm with us going down the stairs? No, there's no incoming harm coming towards you. Well, with us going down the stairs like this, that seems no. like a recipe for, okay. Yeah, no, you're, you're fine. Uh, they okay. press the button and uh, you see the wheels begin to like move and turn and almost flatten uh, that like mo- like it moves the wheelchair up and like the wheels under them and they begin to turn very like kind of slowly in a way and you can feel the wheelchair begin to like hover slightly almost as if it was like sliding on ice and the two of you uh, you can hear Brittany as Brittany Brittany is like running down the hall, coming back, Dorothy! And uh, and just like, all right, and then moves the thing. And the two of you go like sliding down uh, the stairwell as the wheels along the side are actually connecting to the wall and like the like in between of the thing. And it's like, and it's like riding along the wall in that. And the two of you go racing down uh, the the stairs uh, like this. Dorothy is hanging on for dear life still. 
what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can see between pained breaths, uh, Aaron kind of is, it, it hurts for you to be clinging on to them in the way in which you are. Um, I think I'm, I'm trying, I, I think I'm trying to hold on to the wheelchair more than Aaron, if that helps at all, but. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm probably still very much up in their space. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, they like start uh, going down, and uh, you can uh, hear just like the pain, like whisper. We need to get out of here. Okay, I agree. I didn't think going downstairs was really the right way, but there is another way out. That is not the front door. But we have to go through the bowels of the church. Okay. If you know where to go, I, I, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. Awesome. Um, and the two of you go riding flight after flight after flight after flight after flight after flight after flight of stairs. You guys are just continuing to go down and you guys are taking those corners hard. Like, it is like... They are not slowing down, and you're just riding along the side of the walls. Um, essentially, like the only thing keeping you all aloft is the pressure of like holding between like the railing and the walls along it. And eventually, as you all are going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, the walls begin to change from the kind of um, cathedral esque look that it was kind of going for before to a much more older brick and uh, like cobblestone ask similar to what everyone else would have seen when they were in the room where it happens um mm -hmm. but you also are starting to see that there are kind of roots along the lining of the walls um like thick branching roots uh, that continue like that only get like thicker and like more spread out the deeper you go and eventually you all come to the bottom floor the stairs and the walls are it feels like almost 75% root and 25% cobblestone where it is dark dusty and dank down here um by the time you all were getting down like it was getting to a point where there was no light kind of coming through either and so uh aaron had pressed another button on their wheelchair uh which kind of uh lit up the uh almost like as if there were like headlights essentially uh on it like an um, awesome wheelchair yeah, it's pretty badass. Uh, and uh, like, so that you all are able to see, but like outside of that, it is, it's, it's not, it's not very good as far as visibility goes. And uh, you all are standing at the entrance of what looks like a, a hallway deeper into wherever it is you are in the depths of this church. And oh, uh, God. <laughs> you, yeah, you all get to the end of it. Um, and uh, they, they press a button and the, wheelchair like kind of morphs back into its regular kind of standing uh position and the two of you have escaped Brittany for now we can't hear her coming still no you get you guys were going we got down so so fast if she is still following you it is gonna take her a while to catch okay. up 
Great. Uh, in the very low light that is available, can I still take gander at what's around us? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Uh, you take a long, hard look around. Describe what you're looking into. Uh, I'm looking into all these tree roots. Just, okay. Just like the space around you or like specifically the roots? Um, I mean... <sighs> So it's just like a long hallway that's in front of us? Yeah, it's like, so you guys got to the base of it and it's like the end of the stairs, there's kind of a, a landing there and then there is a uh, kind of like a, a semi like domed like entrance that goes into a long, dark cobblestone hallway that like the light from like the, the headlights of the wheelchair pierce into a little bit, but it is long. So it's like you mostly are only seeing a wall, ceiling and floor for a while before the darkness overtakes the 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 last bit of the light at the end of it. And is it is it just like a cobblestone floor, but like the rest of it's made up of like Root. Root system. Okay. Yeah. I would say yeah, even the parts of the ground, par parts of the ground are even like kind of mossy and kind of grassy that are like where like nature is kind of overtaken and like reclaimed yeah. some of this. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking into that because like, why, why is it suddenly okay. awesome. only tree? Roll plus noodle. Nine. All right, on the seven and nine, ask you, Jim, two of the following questions. One will be true and the other a lie. All right. Um, what here isn't as it appears to be? And what happened here recently? I'm nervous okay. that that immediately made you laugh. <laughs> what here is not what it appears to be. Dorothy, I think as you're looking around and you're kind of examining the, like, roots and, like, that have kind of overtaken the walls and... You know, the kind of the fact that like nature is like kind of reclaimed uh, down here, I think you get a sense of I mean, really, the only time you've ever really seen foliage like this, specifically roots and such. It was the stranger, right? Like it was back at the school. He used those roots to entangle Edward. He used them to entangle Dakota. And so you imagine that whatever these roots are somehow connected to him maybe this maybe this place is is something important to him maybe it's a source of power you're you're not quite sure but something about this makes makes you think that he is he is somehow somehow in, intertwined and in why this place looks like the way it does and what happened here recently you see in despite the fact that this place is dark and, and dusty and such, you see um, just through like the, from the flashlight kind of illuminating at least part of the space, you can see footsteps in the dust along the ground, walking from like where the stairs are into the hallway. Someone's been here at least relatively recently. Um, okay. I point, I point out the, the footprints to Aaron. Um, and I think just out of like morbid curiosity i just i i like really hesitantly like put my hand against one of the walls to like and like pull it back immediately to see if like it's gonna try and like follow me or something like i'm thinking of how the roots you know came out yeah. to like yeah. and i'm like is that the, is this the same thing am i about to like go into just like mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't happen you okay touch the wall pull back it does not respond. Um, and after you point out the, the, the footprints uh, along the ground to Aaron, 
They go, this is where they keep them. Them? Who's them? The, the avatars. The who? The the blue people? What? Dorothy doesn't know about avatars. <laughs> 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 they they no, started no, no. rolling and then turn and go, and like, look, roll what? the chair around. What? <laughs> no. Nothing, I, never mind. What? The avatars? blue people? What? Have it, I, just follow and like turn the chair around. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> they turn the chair around and then just start going down the hall. Okay, I I I don't know. Like, is there a way for me to be part of the chair without like hurting Aaron any further? Not any longer? Real, not really. <laughs> Sitting on the like uh, any, I guess maybe like, ooh, okay, you could probably get on, like, ride along the back of it, you know, if you mm-hmm. hold onto the handles, like, put your feet, like, along somewhere along, like, the back support of it. I do that. Okay, awesome. So you do that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, like, still, like, I, I know I, you know, tested the waters or whatever, but I'm still just, like, watching the walls and the ceiling warily. Cool, and uh, the three of you, the two of you, move in through. What? <laughs> yeah. Two of you, okay. Miss Beth. Two of you move in to the hallway through the dark, uh, and we're gonna cut back to uh, Walter and Sister May. Uh, she is still in snake owl mode, and she's just looked at you and asked. What did you do? Um, Walters, uh, admittedly, yeah, like a little, little freaked out by, uh, by this, uh, proximity to, uh, to this, to this creature. Uh, but he says, I, um, uh, I had a little talk with the real healer. The real healer. I am the real healer. You're a harbinger. I talked with the source. What That is impossible. Wow. Weird then that I did it. You can feel she begins crushing you in her claw. Ow! Ow! Okay. Yeah. How? Uh, I I think I've been coded different than everything else. How? That's a good question. I'd like to find out the answer. I want to make a deal with you. What deal should I make with the likes of you? You. Who profane, who blaspheme, who ridicule and disrespect law and order created by he who watches over us. You want control back. I get it. I am fully prepared to allow that, but I need something first. What? I need my avatar. <laughs> you want your avatar? You heard me. Oh, I did. I haven't seen it in a while. I miss it. Your hubris knows no bounds, does it? You know, I would agree with you if, uh, if this hubris wasn't backed by facts. Here's a fact for you. I talk to the source. Not, uh, not every weasel that wanders in here can do that, huh? Not every weasel talks. You can feel her gripping you tighter. So we have a deal, or not? Uh, seems like you're grifting. Sure seems like it. 
Do a graph to roll plus mush. That's an 11. All right. Fine. I shall reunite you with your avatar. And perhaps we will get to the bottom of your deviancy. And she flies the two of you through the window. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another mid-roll for this episode of Strangers in the Wood. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. You know, I know I say it every episode where I do the whole thing where I thank you for listening to us, despite you having a very busy day. But here I am doing that again because I truly do mean it. I have a very busy life. You know, I got a full-time job. I'm doing this uh, podcast thing. I do stream and I do a bunch of other stuff. So I get it. We live very busy lives out here in this capitalist society. So, again, the fact that you take any amount of time in your day to listen to this podcast means the absolute world to us. So, thank you for that. Also, uh, if you want other ways to engage with us, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tales Yet Told. It is the best way for you to be able to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast, like the fact that we're going to have a hiatus pretty soon. Uh, You probably heard me talking about it at the beginning of the episode, assuming that you actually listened to me when I said that. Um, But just in case you didn't get it, May 25th is our season finale. Uh, That means that's the episode right after this one, so you best believe things are about to go down. So after our May 25th episode, do not expect another episode of Strangers in the Wood for quite a bit. Tales Yet Told, of course, will be coming back on July 6th. We're taking the entire month of June off, but we're going to be playing some games in between. You know, again, I already talked about this and you can follow us on social media for me to talk about it more. I'm not going to bore your heads off with all that because chances are you probably skipped this anyway. Alongside that, don't forget this weekly reminder to go and rate us and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You know, whatever you're listening to probably allows you to rate and review in some way, shape or form. So please go do that because it's the best way for you to be able to tell other people how you feel about this podcast. It, also telling us how you feel about this podcast as well, which, you know, I, I like hearing how what you guys feel about the podcast because, you know, it's me making the podcast. And last but of course not least, thank you so much to the Be Gay Roll Dice Network for allowing us to be a part of the queer little family, making our queer little stories, playing queer little games for you queer little people. Um, there are some amazing podcasts out there that are a part of the network and, you know, know what i've got a ad for them coming up soon so don't forget to take care of yourself eat enough food drink enough water get enough sleep uh, because self-care is very important and don't forget to love yourself like i love you bye something is wrong in the city of astoria heights and the only ones who can set it right are a would-be starlet a nun with strangely prophetic dreams and a mobster on a divine mission they know that a rift will open up in the city utterly destroying it And they know this because they've lived it more than once. Fate is dead, and they're the replacements. The Last Tapestry is a D&D 5e podcast featuring an all-LGBTQ cast set in a homebrew world with a 1920s aesthetic. Find it on your favorite podcast app or follow it on Twitter at The Last Tapestry to find out when new episodes drop. Dakota. Yeah. You are here in the pool with all these people staring and looking at you. You're calling for help, struggling, trying to swim, and no one lifts a finger. What do you do? Um, Dakota starts like frantically looking around. Walter? Walter? Um, 
and starts trying to like cup paddle their way towards like the edge of the pool. And as they look around, they notice everyone and they stop calling out for help as they just frantically try to get to the edge of the pool. For sure. Yeah, you are able to slowly make your way to the pool. And yeah, you call out for Walter and, you know, you don't hear him anymore. You are looking around at all of these people and all these people, they they aren't quite human looking faces they they're they're not really faces in the way that we normally think of them when you like finally get a chance to like get get your bearings fully wipe out the chlorine from your eyes and like are just kind of panically like looking around at all these people who are staring back at you they're almost like they're kind of flat faces with just black circles for eyes and like almost like a cartoon face drawn on it almost like the acting masks you know how the yeah yeah it's kind of like those but they're all the comedy ones so they're all laughing and looking happy and staring at you and you can hear their voices of like laughing and chattering and whispering but again none of it is really coherent to you um dakota like gets to the edge of the pool and like pulls them himself up and he is looking around and like sees everyone and hears everything and puts uh his fingers in his ears trying to drown out all the sound of everyone his clothes heavy um is this a public pool Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. So let me paint this a little bit more. Yeah. It's like a classic public pool where it's like a gated in uh, swimming pool uh, with like a, you know, uh, like it goes from like three feet to like 10 feet deep. Um, It's got a little bit of a diving board, Uh, not like the really tall ones, but like kind of the short one uh, at the end of the deep end. There is a lifeguard who similarly is uh, like blank uh, comedy face looking at you like the changing room uh like snack bar area at the other end of it it's like yeah it's a full-on public pool dakota like kind of takes the jacket um and throws it over his head and still plugging his ears um frantically runs towards whatever changing rooms or bathrooms there are um staring at the ground the entire time gotcha for sure yeah you run straight into uh the changing room uh and Um, i i I do want to specify that dakota runs into the women's changing room understood um you run into the changing room. Um, you're running past people. You can hear their voices whispering and laughing at you. Um, and you hear like, oh my God, look at her. She looks so, what is she wearing? Can she not swim? And like, you just are starting to hear, they're like becoming more coherent as you are continuing into the space. Um, and you make your way into uh, the changing room, find like a, a stall to like uh, lock yourself in. And you like, even without seeing them, you can feel the presence of people like outside of it and like all of their attention directed towards you and you're you're sitting in the stall uh tell me what is dakota what's going on through dakota's head right now dakota is just in 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 the corner of the stall like hunched down um like covering their face and like they're and like trying to plug their ears and 
um, just sitting there like in a panic, um, and all um, all Dakota, all the things that are going through Dakota's head, their eyes, their eyes, their eyes, their eyes, their eyes, and like they see me, they see, they they know, they know, they know, and um, uh, he starts like kicking like the walls and like and like pounding on like the stall walls and like um, like hitting his head against like the the like the I guess the side of the stall and just like starts screaming. What's cracking, dynamite? <laughs> um, Dakota, like, uh, I think Dakota, like, cowers in the corner and, like, raises a fist to wherever the noise came from. Yeah, you hear that this voice, which feels so weirdly familiar in a way that, like, it's a voice that you haven't heard in a long, long time, but there's something about it that is familiar and warm and you raise your fist and you kind of look up it's coming from above you and you see that over the stall like as if like kind of having propped himself like like on top of like the toilet and the other like stall next to you and is looking over and you see your dad dakota um what does he look like um he he has uh a bunch of like if you look at his face it's like very rough um his nose is kind of crooked like a scraggly kind of beard chip front tooth uh like vibrant green eyes black hair slicked back kind of with a receding hairline uh trying to hold on to what he had left he's got a few scars on his face um like kind of uh, just kind of around and he kind of talks from the side of his mouth a bit um he he, he is kind of very thin and long um, his face is kind of triangular, um, mm-hmm. with like strong like cheekbones and uh, kind of like as I said, kind of like a slacked jaw. This person is like this person looks much older than they actually are because they've just been uh, battered by what life has thrown at them. But he's he's still kind of got like soft eyes and um, a very. Uh, I think that the second that this person looks at you and smiles the way you read this person completely changes. Um, I think that, like, if you pass them on the street, you'd, you'd probably, like, some people might hold their purses a little closer. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, like, if, if, if he were to smile at you, you, your heart would kind of feel a little warmer. Aww. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's looking down on you and smiling. The same kind of warmth in his eyes that he had all those many years ago before he was taken away from you. What you doing down here? Come on, crying and shit. Come on. Thought you were tougher than that. How how'd you get here? How'd I get if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've always been what are you talking about? How'd I, how'd I get here? Man, I've always been here, alright? I'm I'm not leaving you. <sighs> Better question. What the fuck are you doing down here crying? I got uh, I got pool water in my eyes. Pool water in your eyes, uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. And uh, you see, um, you're like, as you're like down, like wiping, like <laughs> the tears from your eyes, uh, you see a, a, like a crumpled bar napkin drops down um, from above. And he's like, wipe your fucking face. Um, Dakota like takes the, the napkin um, and like starts like wiping like the, his face. And he's like, so what's wrong with your face then? What's wrong with my face? You should see the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> the cutters are going to Um, like, you know, <laughs> wiping everything away. 
It's just like you to to carry some dirty napkins around in your pockets. Hey, you never know when you're going to need a napkin, all right? People always need napkins. Got to blow your nose. Got to wipe your face. Wipe pool water out of your eyes, all right? Always going to need a napkin. I see what's going on here, all right? I ain't blind. I ain't deaf and I ain't dumb, all right? I All these people around here laughing, talking about you. What's up with that? Why are they still standing? Well, I don't know about that last part, but <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What are, you, what are you supposed to do? What have we always done? And Dakota kind of like turns away and like looks at the ground. I don't know. I've been hurting a lot of people lately and I don't like... There was just this kid in a wheelchair and I... They didn't deserve it. Were they going to hurt you? I don't know. You don't know? So there was a chance that they could have? Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Were they going to hurt people you care about? I think so. Then them. That's all you got. That's all you need. Look... People will not take you seriously. People won't listen to you. They will walk over you. They will talk about you behind your back unless you give them a fucking reason not to. All right. Especially if they're coming after you and your own. You got to do some shit about that. All right. You've seen me. You know, I don't like fighting, but we have no choice sometimes. They're going to back you into a corner. They're going to try to fucking take you out. They're going to kick you while you're down. And the only way that you come out at the end is if you go down swinging with them. Don't just sit and take this shit. Fucking show them what we are about, all right? You're Dakota for a reason. (laughs) I guess you're right. You guess? I don't know. What if I'm not strong enough? No, none of that. You're strong. That strength that we have, nobody else going to match that. You got to dig deep inside yourself and you got to pull that shit out sometimes, but you got it. You can fucking show them all these assholes out here laughing, talking about you. What if they're right? What if I am just as frail and girly as they say I am and I'm just pretending? You done bitching? Is that it? Is that your worry? (laughs) No, fuck off. They're wrong. Who gives a fucking shit what they think? Who gives a fucking shit what anybody thinks? You know what matters? Me and you. Because that's all we got in this fucking world, all right? People are not going to listen to us. They're not going to care about us. And they will keep shitting on us until we put our goddamn foot up their asses, all right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And Dakota kind of, like, starts, like, um, pushing himself up and kind of standing up to, like, look a little bit more eye to eye with his dad. You see all these people out here? And you can tell that his voice kind of changes a little bit. Up until now, you know... I guess I don't want to put, you know, any thoughts or like feelings into your head. But up until now, he's been kind of warm. Yeah. He has been at least um, he's been speaking to you in a way that you kind of remember your dad talking to you, pulling you up um, when you were down, trying to support you. But it kind of shifts a little bit. And I think maybe the audience recognizes it more so than Dakota does. And I think there's this moment as like, I'm kind of imagining, you know, the camera kind of cutting back and forth to these uh, shots of like the two of them talking to each other. And for the most part, the camera has been showing him the way that Dakota sees him. But I think Mm -hmm. right now we see the version of him that actually exists. And it is another one of these faceless entities. But rather than like the, the, the comedy face, it's the tragedy face. And, uh, but Dakota is still sees him exactly the same way that he has always seen him. And he just goes on and says, you know, I've gotten the shit kicked out of me a lot in my life. I mean, you've seen me, you've had to take me home sometimes, show me to the hospital, clean up my wounds. You, you fucking get it. But if there's one thing I fucking learned is that sometimes clapping back isn't enough. 
Sometimes you need to stop people from talking shit and treating you wrong before they even get a fucking chance to. Sometimes you need to take matters into your own goddamn hands because you know what you're about. You know what you want. and Nobody else fucking does. All right. And you can still hear all of the laughing and taunting of all the people in uh, in the locker room, in the pools, all their voices kind of blending together in this cacophony of taunting and jeering at Dakota. Ezekiel's dad's talking. He is like gritting his teeth and like nodding and clenching his fists. If you are going to be somebody, if you're going to be the person I know you are, the man I know you are. Dakota smiles whenever uh, he hears that. You need to stop them from talking shit and make sure nobody, and I mean absolutely fucking nobody, treats you wrong ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of being afraid to step up, and I'm tired of feeling bad for having to make my place in this world. You taught me that, and I think... I just forgot. I forgot what it's like. I got soft, and I, I, I still. F- you, you missed all my my fights the last few years in school, but man, I gave them hell. I just got soft, and everyone at school, and and all these people at the home telling me that that fighting is bad, and that and that and stepping up for myself is wrong, and that I need to use my words, and I need to sit there and let these people say what they're gonna say, and then just turn the other cheek, and that's not what we do. Now that's what I like to hear. There's my boy. I miss you. I miss you too, Dynamite. And I might have missed all your fights up until now, but I sure as hell ain't gonna miss this one. And Dakota, you feel something welling up in you. Something powerful. All these emotions, all these feelings, this tension. And you feel something familiar, but fundamentally still kind of different about it. Where at first it feels like this power was something like a burden that was put on your shoulders, maybe perhaps even kind of instilled in you from someone else. Get a gift. But this feels fundamentally like something that is coming from yourself, something that is internal, something that you can pull from whenever you want, rather than something you have to wait for someone to give you, for someone to give you the power, the strength, and the agency to enact what you want to do. All right, World Warrior, what are your two boons? Um, obviously, the Stranger's Authority. Um, and um, yeah, it has to be the weapon that pierces all defenses, right? Like in this scenario, yeah, hundred percent. It does. Yeah. What is it like when uh, the break sword reappears for you? Um, while, while Dakota was lashing about, uh, a small pipe started kind of leaking in the stall and the the dripping of water um like starts to increase and it goes from water to a black ichor and the black ichor starts to pour out the pipe and it creates a pool in front of Dakota um and Dakota looks at their reflection in the pool and they see or he sees himself in the stranger's authority attire and he reaches his hand into this dark black pool and pulls out a gritty gunmetal chain sword covered in <laughs> covered in spikes in in leather embellishments 
um, chains dangling off of it. He it, it, it is continuously dripping with this black ichor, and he rips the the cord on it to kind of like. Vroom. <laughs> um, Jesus and, Christ! Yeah, you fully have reclaimed the power of the road warrior, and you feel within yourself two vows: wrath and avarice. Um, I, I think that, like, as of right now, Dakota's, like, mohawk is kind of, like, frizzled and a little hanging over his eyes. And, um, he kind of comes to his feet with the sword, like, rumbling in his hands. And Dakota looks up to his dad and is like, this is who I am, and I'm gonna fight for it. Damn right. Show him what you got. And Dakota kicks open the stall door with like full force mm-hmm. um yeah i mean Des- describe it <sighs> um jesus christ um yeah dakota runs through the the changing room slashing the walls and stalls everything in there that resembles femininity dakota is shredding to pieces ripping this place asunder um and anyone in there. As you do, they fall like paper. There's no gore, no blood, anything like yeah. that, but it's you tear through them and they dissolve into ash. Dakota just constantly yelling, stop looking at me, stop looking at me. The whole time, even as they're being ripped through, as your war path makes its way through this locker room and even out of it and through this public swimming pool they never stop they continue to look and laugh and jeer even as they dissolve into ash at your hands um dakota like rampages through this place um leaving nothing untorn every single gash that dakota makes in the ground or any building or object um, leaves a giant slice that leaks with black ichor. And eventually, at the end, Dakota sits atop the highest diving board, looking across this place. The pool itself, a bubbling pit of vile black ooze. And he's just... <sighs> We're gonna cut from there to Dorothy. Oh, no. Dorothy, I don't like that. you are... Riding along the back of Aaron's wheelchair as the two of you are going through the dark. And as you can see that you've passed by like several different hallways every now and then. Uh, The only real sound uh, is the echoing kind of electrical whirring of the wheelchair and Aaron's like kind of labored breaths. And as you all are moving, eventually Aaron says, The avatars are... The parts of ourselves, those who are infected with the Sublime's virus, is the part of ourselves that continues to pull us further into the actions and behaviors of the animals we're becoming and the people that the stranger don't want us to be. So we want to get them? No. These are the ones that have been pulled from those who have healed, or what they call healing. They keep them down here, or she keeps them down here, to be disposed of and recycled and given to someone else. Oh, so we want to get rid of them ourselves? No. I'm confused. 
We're not here to do anything with them because there is another exit down here for us. This is just where they keep them. I'm confused as to whether they're good or bad. Depends on your perspective. Okay. You have one. I do? Surely you've spoken to it. I don't think so. Someone that no one else can see. Someone who talks to you in your weakest moments. Trying to get you to do things. To isolate yourself. Remove any kind of ideas as far as wanting to conform to their ideas. But I've had Elsie my whole life. An imaginary friend. Yeah. One that you could finally see and talk to and touch. Well, yeah. But but she's been with me before I even got here. That's the wonderful thing about children, or at least in their eyes. Many of them already have imaginary friends. Things that they trust, that they keep their secrets with. Sometimes things that they trust more than their own parents. It's an easy bait. I'm sorry to tell you this, Dorothy. So Elsie's not my friend? Maybe the one that you knew before you came here. But the Elsie that's here, she is trying to turn you. Uh, Dorothy is just, like, floored by that statement. Uh, just goes completely silent on the back of the wheelchair, just, like, trying to process that statement and looking back through all of her interactions since, uh, being, like, in that hotel room and the way that Walter was so scared when she was, you know, talking with Elsie and how Elsie pushed her to leave and how Elsie continued to, like, she just sees all of the pieces kind of, like, coming together, but, like, having to accept that this entity that she's trusted for so long is also against her Mm -hmm. and uh yeah just like recontextualizing all of that just goes like dead silent um on the back of the wheelchair eventually you begin passing by what looks like bars to like cells and in the dark you like as you all are like silently passing by them you see forms in them. Shadows lingering in the corners of rooms, hiding away from the light that is approaching. And I think you get a glimpse of, like, a couple of them every now and then. There are some of them that stand by the bars and they just look like people. Scared, frightened. Some of them, like, mumbling under their breaths, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll do I'll do a better job this time. I'll, I'll, I'll get the next one. I'll, 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 I'll get the next one. And just, like, kind of that kind of mumbling and, 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 and whispering. And some of them maybe even trying to reach out of the bars. And as you all are going, you hear the sound of, like, kind of whimpering or crying um, further down the hall and... Dorothy, you recognize the sound. It's Elsie. Um, I think passing by all those other ones as we're just going down this hall, I think I do. Uh, like, I lean forward toward Aaron and I'm like, are, are you sure they seem like people? They all look like people, Dorothy. That is the way they're able to trick you. Looking like people you care about. People you trust. People you love. But how can you be sure? And then, like, hearing suddenly, like, the whimpers down the hall. Yeah. Um, Elsie? Dorothy? And then you hear, like, kind of, like, scrambling and then, like, the shaking of bars. Dor- Dorothy! Aaron, that's my friend! That's that's Elsie right there! I have to 
Dorothy, don't. It's... And Aaron, like, tries to, like, kind of put up a fuss, but, like, ultimately is like, you're a kid. You're right. Like, you don't really get it. They don't move, like, in the direction of, um, like, of the sound to, like, take you, but, like, will not stop you if you hop off and go. Yeah, I I hop I hop off the back and I walk over toward. I think I, I I approach her cautiously though. Yeah, for sure. Aaron has been helping me as far as I can tell, and I was you know listening to what they were saying, and it did make sense mm-hmm. to me. But I've known Elsie for so long that I have to like I have to go to her, and so I just like I very cautiously like start going towards her. Mm-hmm. Elsie, what are you doing down here? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you. I I, I sank through the floor when we were running from Sister May, and and then I I, I was here, and, and and I didn't know what to do, and I and I got I was scared, and I, I thought I was never going to see you again. You gotta help me get out of here, Dorothy. Please, I'm scared. Elsie. Yeah. Why did you make me come here? I didn't. I didn't make you come here. You you said you wanted to come. You said you 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 wanted to come to the church to find to find a way to get better. Why did you separate me from Dakota and Walter though? They they were being mean to you. They they wanted you to se- Walter wanted to separate us. Remember? Walter was afraid of you. He didn't trust you. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. He just I don't. What's going? Dorothy, let me out. Uh, I think, like, if she, like, I'd imagine, like, the let me out is, like, a, like, she's, like, at the bars, kind of, like, let me out. I think, like, that, like, that aggressive, almost, like, Mm -hmm. I, I, like, take a step back from her again. You had me steal the car, and you had me mistrust Dakota and Walter and everybody. You've been pushing me away from them this whole time. What? I, Dorothy, what are you talking about? Elsie, do you see what's happening to me? See what? I'm I'm turning into a rabbit. Oh, I didn't. Why? Because of you. What? What did? No, wait. What? What? What did I do? Because you keep pushing me away from the people who are trying to help me. No. What? No, Dorothy. I'm not. I'm just. I'm trying to help you. Please, come on. Let me out. We can talk about this. Why are you? Uh, I like, I just, I, I like keep backing away from her again as she's getting more and more desperate. Um, and I just, I keep thinking about how worried Walter was the moment that he could start to hear her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just am putting the pieces together and I yeah. go, Walter knew what you were. And that's why he was so upset because you're trying to do this to me. Well, I, I'm not trying to do any, Dorothy, please. I'm not, Come on. Dorothy, please. I'm not trying to do any. You're not Elsie. What? You're not my friend. You can see her like face kind of fall and like tears start to well up. What You're not the you real mean? Elsie. You're not my friend. I, I I am. I Dorothy, I am. I don't know I don't know what's going on, Dorothy. Please. I'm sorry, Elsie, but I have to go. I have to get home. No. No, 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 Dorothy, please don't I, leave me here. I'm just I'm backing away from her and like going back towards the wheelchair. I'm I'm maybe choking up a little bit. But I'm just like it's never it's it's just become so crystal clear in like the things that Aaron have, has said and the things that Walter has said and like seeing how I was being manipulated and pushed by mm-hmm. this person I thought was my friend yet again. Um, 
And yeah, I just, I, I, I turned my back on her. It seems like you were taking uh, action to further your own independence. Ah, ah um, that might awesome. be. Very cool. Very good. Um, mm. Let's see. Uh, yeah. When you take action to further your own independence, roll plus stat. The stat will be correlated to the action taken. I feel like you were kind of, uh, this was kind of conversational. You were setting a boundary with a person and like removing yourself. Uh, but it could also be, uh, this feels like it might be noodle, right? Like the understanding say, that someone I'm... was trying to manipulate you and like setting that boundary and then removing yourself. I feel yeah, like, I'm yeah. I'm noodling through the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I believe you also have disadvantage from I this do. Role? Mm -hmm. I do. What you, was that? That's a three. That? That's a three. Well, one experience went to you. You also have to choose two from uh, the ones below. Okay. Gain a new symptom. An existing yep. symptom worsens or take advantage on your next roll. Let's have a symptom worsen. Okay. And I would say, if you would like, you can technically choose one of the multiple times. So you could choose have a symptom worsen twice, or an existing oh, symptom like worsen, or lot. yeah, gain a new symptom twice, so you can gain two new symptoms, or you can take a disadvantage on your next two rolls <laughs> of this. Jesus, uh, I'll just go with this, uh, and uh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm, I revoke that. I'm gonna do a new symptom. And then I'll take disadvantage okay. again. A new symptom. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah, because cool. I've established something new. It feels like that would be in, like something new happens. Further instincts or something? Or, instincts? Oh. I like instincts of a rabbit. Yeah, let's do that. Very cool, very fun. And then taking disadvantage on your next roll. Awesome. I think the way that this manifests then, I know exactly how this manifests. Um, as you were walking away back towards Aaron, you can hear with strangely acute hearing that you like you feel like you did not have I don't even know if it like really comes upon you being like, oh, like I can hear better now. You just hear this thing and us as the players in the audience will know that this is a strangely acute sense of hearing. You hear the sound further down in the halls in the depths of this place. The sound of a chainsaw roaring, scraping against stone and metal and something else. And I think as you turn to look down into the empty hall, into like further down into the dark hallway, the way like you kind of jerk up and like turn in that direction, I think Aaron kind of notices and like looks down that hallway as well, turns to like kind of try to illuminate it. And in the darkness, you see Dakota slowly walking towards you.
Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.